some of them have never been there before. Right. And so to have them walk backstage and see all the great acts that have come through and have their names signed on the wall, right. most of them are in awe. And it's pretty fun to see, like, their nerves kind of subside pretty quickly because they're all there together to produce a show, and they're so supportive of each other. So it's something I could never get up the nerve to do, but it's amazing to see this bravery of these kids who just get up there and take control of that huge stage. Welcome to St. Louis In Tune. I'm your host, Arnold Stricker, along with co-host Mark Langston. St. Louis In Tune focuses on issues that impact and connect the greater St. Louis area. Our topics include the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. There is a great activity that is happening at the Fox. Uh, It has happened for the last 10 years, and there's going to be an 11th one coming up. It's the annual St. Louis Teen Talent Competition, and we actually had a judge from the Teen Talent Competition from the 10th on, and we also had a previous winner on uh, St. Louis In Tune. But right now we have Erica Rogers, who's the Marketing and Outreach Manager for the Fox Performing Arts Charitable Foundation, on the line to talk about that. Welcome, Erica, to St. Louis In Tune. Hi, thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about, we all know here in the studio, about the St. Louis Teen Talent Competition because we had Joanna Serenko on and we had Denise Times on, who was a judge at the last one. Tell the folks out in listener land what that competition is about. Yes, so the competition is a performance opportunity um, and scholarship opportunity. We invite young high schoolers in grades 9, 10, 11, and 12 to come out and perform for a chance for $50,000 worth of scholarships and cash prizes. Wow. Um, Yes. (laughs) So it's a great opportunity. (laughs) I'm going to make my kids start singing. (laughs) Get my kid to sing. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yes. Um, So it it can be, we welcome all types of acts, circus acts, singers, musicians. So really it's for anyone who loves to perform. Now, what what do the judges look for? I, obviously, if you're a singer, they're going to list for listen to you know good diction and are you singing in tune? And I guess if you're a uh, magician, that you're actually it's magical, or you know if you're a circus performer, that you know you don't drop uh, you know the balls if you're juggling them. Right. What what are they looking for? So they're looking for technique and originality, and a great way to learn about that actually is we're hosting workshops. Um, the first one being on Saturday, November 14th at 10 a.m., and then another one December 12th at 4 p.m., and they'll be able to learn more and talk with our production team and our finals director, Tony Parisi, actually helps guide them and teaches them how to walk with confidence and present their best self for the judges. So as soon as they hit that stage, the judges see they are ready and poised and about to put on a great performance. So this is limited to kind of the St. Louis region? Yes. So the criteria is students in 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th, like I said, must attend school within a 50-mile radius from the St. Louis Gateway Arch. And if you're homeschooled, you must live within a 50-mile radius of the St. Louis Arch. Now, there's a, uh, a deadline for registration. I know registration's been open since the beginning of October. When does that close? Because uh, you've got these dates like tomorrow and uh, on December 12th that are kind of help sessions. When does registration close? 
So registration closes December 31st, and they can register at www.foxpacf.org. And this year we are actually doing video submissions. So we're excited about that because it opens it up to a whole new group of people who usually may be too busy to, because they have other things like debate and orchestra. But this time um, we're trying to make it more open and also with the pandemic going on, we're making it virtual. So you even have, like we mentioned, singers and dancers, magicians. I'm going to label a couple more here. Actors, if you're in a band, so it could be more than one. You could have a group and specialty acts, comedians. So how big can the groups be? Can, they can't obviously be, what, more than six or seven, or how big can they be? They can be up to six people. So if you've got a band that, you know, whether it's a rock right. band or a... Or dancer, or a dancers. Hip, right, dancers, dancing yeah, group, yeah, right, yeah. right, that, that works yeah. like that. When they're doing these and submitting these videos and submitting it online, all that information's on the website, foxpacf.org, on how they do that, correct? Yes, and actually we took it a step farther this year, and if you visit our YouTube channel at foxpacf, we have Getting Your Act Together videos, and it's a series of videos that teach you how to prepare, but also we have a video that gives you video recording tips on how to make your best video recorded performance to submit for the competition. I would think that would be important because sometimes, you know, people may think they have to have this real professional kind of videography and or recording things and actually now cell phones actually do a pretty decent job of doing all of that right now. Exactly. And we cover that in that video because we want them to know it doesn't have to be this high quality edited video. So we give them the tips of how they can do that with any equipment that they have, including and especially the cell phone, which everybody is familiar with using nowadays. Now, I want to mention to the listeners that the 2020 winner of the competition was a freestyle hip hop dancer from Kirkwood High School won an $8,000 scholarship and a dance intensive scholarships. And these scholarships, uh, I know you mentioned $50,000. The first place is eight, second place is six, third place is four. That's paid directly to the university or the institution that they're going to, or is that paid to the participant, the contestant? So it's paid to the institution, and we actually allow them to use that for higher education purposes besides college. So if they want to use it towards an acting school or a dance school, they are allowed to do that as well. Now, have you ever had someone who won it as like a sophomore or junior, and then they kind of kept the money until they got out of high school, or has that ever happened before? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that happens all the time. So we allow them to have that scholarship until they are ready to use it for higher education. So that is definitely not a problem. So if they won as a junior or sophomore, so they'd come back and perform as the winner the following year as a guest, and then they're welcome to come back and perform in other competitions as long as they're still eligible. Oh, so they can, like if they won in 2009, they can come back and perform in 2010? or is Yes, we've had quite a few acts placed second or third, and then they've come back the following year to try to win that first prize spot. Wow. That would really give give you a lot of money to go to college after that. 
That's yeah, it's a great incentive. <laughs> well, that's a tremendous incentive. Now, if somebody needs an accompanist, uh, if they're a vocalist, and would they be doing something like, uh, my words now, a, a karaoke thing for the uh, particular video that's submitted, if they get to the point where they are selected to actually come in to do a live presentation, do they get an accompanist, or do they still do like the quote-unquote karaoke deal? We often prefer that they have live accompaniment. So we provide a band, and we have a great music director, Steve Neal, who accompanies them live. Unless the act doesn't call for live music and works better with recorded, then we will use that. And then sometimes they have an accompanist come with them, depending on what the instrument they need to have it accompany them for their act, and we allow that too. So either way, we have a accompaniment provided um, throughout the whole competition if they need it. Okay. How many videos are you anticipating? Like, how many did you get last year? I know last year was kind of different because we weren't kind of in the COVID thing. So it was mostly, I'm guessing, in-person kind of auditions. How many people auditioned on the first go-round? So we had over 125 performers the first round of the competition. Um, This year, we're already up to that number for people registered So it's very exciting to see how many actual videos will come in for this being our first year offering that option. (laughs) Now, is this something if we get, you know, whenever we get, I should say, if we get out of COVID, whenever we get out of COVID land, is this something that you maybe want to do to encourage more participation in the first kind of preliminary rounds? Well, the idea behind the whole competition was to have it live during every round because it gives kids a stage to perform on who often or may not have that opportunity anywhere else. And the nice thing about doing it live is they get immediate feedback from the judges, which is a nice benefit for right after your performance, having seen it live. That makes Um, sense. Depending on what the future brings with COVID, we hope to get back on that stage and gather in person and see these performances live, but that's yet to be determined. (laughs) Yeah, and now you have like the preliminary round and then the semifinals and finals. And this is kind of a twofold question. Here's the first part of the question. Are the judges the same throughout each round? Good. So, no, we have a different panel of judges for each round of the competition. Okay. And the second part of this is, do you try to have a certain number of contestants go from preliminary to semifinal to finals? Like, are you limiting the final competition round to, my words now, 10? Or, like, if you have... 15 outstanding acts, do all 15 go? So we often, so prelim, as you know, it's everyone who registers. And then semifinals, we try to narrow that down to 45 to 47 acts. And then from there, in the past, we we allow about 12 to 15 acts for finals. And that's 15 is the max we have allowed in. I can understand that because maybe there's a time frame that you're trying to deal with. What's the time frame normally that you give people, or do you give them one? So act must be between two and four minutes. And so, you know, trying to fit that when we get to finals into two-hour show, typically on stage. And then last year, we had to cut down the show some more because we were able to actually have it on Channel 9 as an hour special and that was our finals last year. So that's why we that's why we keep it between two and four minutes for an act. And I think it's important for people to understand that past finalists have performed on tour with Hamilton on NBC's The Voice, American Idol, 
been on at the Muni, the Chamber Music Society of St. Louis, at the Sheldon Concert Hall, Shakespeare Festival St. Louis, the Gateway Grizzlies, and Cardinal Games. I, I, that speaks very highly of the quality of talent that you guys are getting in through this competition. Yes, we're so proud of those people and to see that they've gone on to do national work and work with some of the great organizations that are here in St. Louis. And in a typical year, that's one of the opportunities we provide um, is after the finalists during the summer following the competition, they are provided performance opportunities like at the Muni and San Luis Shakespeare Festival um, when we're able to be a part of those festivals. I'm sure they probably come to the finals and watch and see who's, uh, who's shining and who's <laughs> right. not shining. Right. And this is another question. Have you, do they sing? Like if, if I'm a singer, I have to sing the same song all the way through, or can I change songs? So the songs may change between preliminary and semifinals. And after semifinals, that's the song you have to perform. And that change between prelims and semifinals, we just ask that it's in the same genre. So if you're a tap dancer, we ask that if you did a tap dance in prelims, you tap dance in semifinals. But you could tap dance to a different musical song or something. Correct. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, and, and I'm, this is going to be kind of my humor. Mark's looking at me like, what, what are you going to say now? So if I'm a comedian... Don't embarrass us. I don't have to say the same... I don't, I'm not saying the same jokes for oh. all of them. Or do I say different um, jokes? I would say probably... Well, you know, that's interesting because we don't have it too is. many comedians. I would yeah. love to see a comedian come up on stage. Um, <laughs> so I think the act could change between prelims and semis. And then semis, it should stay the same for finals because what we want to do at finals is really finesse that act and get it ready to go on at the Fox stage. Gotcha. So at semifinals is really when you should lock in your act and start making it the best it can be for finals. And does that surprise uh, kids when they get out on that big stage oh, at the Fox Theater? That can be very intimidating. Oh, yeah. Well, it's one of my favorite things is not to see them get intimidated, but some of them have never been there before. Right. And so to have them walk backstage and see all the great acts that have come through and have their names signed on the wall. Most of them are in awe, and it's pretty fun to see, like, their nerves kind of subside pretty quickly because they're all there together to produce a show, and they're so supportive of each other. So it's something I could never get up the nerve to do, but it's amazing to see this bravery of these kids who just get up there and take control of that huge stage. Arnold, have you have you ever been backstage to the Fox Theater? I don't believe I have. When I was at another radio station, we used to do a lot of MC work at the Fox. And the everyone, I think there's, is Ewell Brenner's name still on there? He came and did the, uh, he did a, some play and he, there's a huge thing of Ewell Brenner and where he wow. signed it. But I'd ev- have to search for it, to okay. be honest. Okay. Every, that's, every, yeah, that's one I got to look for. You should look for the Ewell Brenner. <laughs> it's big. It's got a picture of him. Anyway, everyone that has ever played on that stage has autographed the, the walls of the Fox Theater. And it's in the stairwells. It's in uh, everywhere. Wow. It's uh, now here at our radio station we we have every our guests sign the walls to something similar to the fox but when you look at some of the 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 legendary performers that have come through that stage and that stage has been there forever and it's uh, huge uh, yeah and yeah it's, and that's the 
fun thing for the finalists, too, is we allow them to sign the wall, too. We have a mural oh. every year oh. in a designated spot, and they have their name on the wall. That's fun. Yeah, you find your your favorite uh, idol That's and uh, that maybe you watched uh, and know, or maybe you saw in person, yeah. and if you can oh, sign next yeah. to them. Wow, what, yeah, a, yeah. what a neat yeah, deal. Yeah. It is. My name's on the wall. Your name's I, on the I wall there? I snuck it in there, yeah. No, I was looking at it. <laughs> they were like a, a sight of this wall here. <laughs> So, Erica, give us kind of a summary conclusion of, uh, of what's going on again. Maybe some people just began to tune in, and they're wondering what in the world we're talking about. All right. We are talking about this St. Louis Teen Talent Competition. Registration is open now until December 31st at boxpacf.org. This is a competition for scholarships and cash prizes for high school students in the St. Louis Bi-State area in 9th, 10th, 11th and 12th grade. And you, your website is www.foxpacf.org. And you have uh, tomorrow, the 14th of November, and also December 12th. What are those sessions? Uh, those are workshops where people, where students can learn about the competition and have a chance to talk to the St. Louis Teen Talent Competition production team. You know, Erica, thanks very much for being on today. We've been talking to Erica Rogers, Marketing and Outreach Manager for the Fox Performing Arts Charitable Foundation. It's great to know that this teen talent competition is still going, even amidst COVID, and that you guys have made plans to make it another success. Thanks for being on today. Thank you very much. Y'all have a good day. You too. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please take time to like and share this and other episodes of St. Louis in Tune that can be found on SoundCloud and Apple Podcast. St. Louis in Tune is produced in cooperation with KWRH 92.9 FM and Motif Media Group. Thank you for listening. I'm Arnold Stricker.